that's why I called you not normal because uh-huh. this isn't normal no matter how normal you consider yourself to be <laughs> these are extraordinary traits you have hope you're having a wonderful day everyone so far and so am i because i'm with the wonderful wonderful disha methi khandelwal and we're going to talk lots of stuff about entrepreneurship about starting a journey early about making things for herself making her own way in life i hope you get a lot of instances and things that you could emulate or maybe get inspired from so without any further ado i won't spoil this for you and let disha speak for herself disha how are you doing hi i'm great <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It seems like you weren't expecting that. No. <laughs> I was expecting like a first question on me. You're like, ask. अच्छा सीधा question. Okay. तो पांच करोड़ के लिए आपका सवाल है. Well, see, honestly, the most important thing I want to ask you was, पंद्रह साल की उम्र में, at the age of fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. At the age of fourteen, you started your own journey, perhaps. How was that? So currently I am an entrepreneur with two startups uh Zumba Girls mm-hmm. uh into fitness completely and uh, primarily a choreographer a dance choreographer who is um, specifically into events wow okay and uh, a couple of things I'm a student I'm doing my masters in applied finance and uh, wait can I think of anything else oh yes I I'm a part owner of a vegetable and fruit franchisee, <laughs> and uh, I take care of my father's business accounts and finances. I think I'm not forgetting something, guys. <laughs> That's it for the podcast, guys. So now we know what she does. Finally. <laughs> Okay, so this is going to be a seven-hour podcast. We'll dive into each subject one by one. Take it slow. How did you get started in them? But no, to be honest, um, that's wonderful. That's something I really, really, genuinely respect about you. No matter what, you do so many things, but you do them perfectly. I've heard about it. Uh, you still do it. I, I think I, I, I try to do them perfectly. There is like super duper imperfections because. Uh, You know when you are doing like seven things in a day, mm-hmm. and there's one thing, and you need to jump to the other thing. You right. probably have to just like leave it a mm-hmm. little imperfect, and then just jump to the other thing. Yeah. So I try doing many things at once because one, I do not want monotony in my life. Yeah. Right. So Neither many things at once is is fun. It is. It is. But how do you manage? Uh, so suppose let's say you have a dance class right now. Hmm. अभी पता चला कि लाइक डांस अकाउंटिंग ओके दैट कैन बी हैंडल फॉर एग्जांपल यू हैव एन इवेंट राइट यू हैव अ डांस क्लास आई नो यू हैव एन इवेंट गोइंग ऑन एज वेल हाउ डू यू मैनेज फॉर एग्जांपल यू सेड यू यू टेन टू लीव थिंग्स परफेक्ट राइट लॉट ऑफ अस डू नॉट लाइक टू डू दैट वी वांटेड टू बी 100% ए ओके हाउ डू यू लाइक लेट गो अम सो अम वन थिंग अम initially it started with me actually trying to perfect whatever i'm doing okay mm-hmm. but then uh, i realized that anything and everything cannot be perfect mm-hmm. it can be 80% perfect it can be 90% perfect something what is perfect for me is not perfect for you absolutely okay so uh, when it comes to zumba <clears throat> when it comes to like me taking those classes uh, probably me not being prepared and going to the classes is that not being perfect right okay right. but then if uh i think the practice is what makes me 
you know cover that uh, not being perfect you get it so me actually initially practicing whenever i have the time whenever i have a break practicing many routines or practicing different kinds of you know steps and knowing more researching more about it gives me that upper hand to really cover up the class where i'm not able to give my 100% you get it so after yeah. two months also that two months back practice really works out for me because like Correct. i did Correct. that okay now Correct. i know what to do here similarly with it goes with events so when i have events and mm-hmm. i have <clears throat> my classes running me being uh, very regular to my classes mm-hmm. being very punctual to my classes it uh, is just that now that i am taking classes from like a year in a particular place Correct. and there hasn't been a single break like there hasn't been a, been a break of or uh, you know two classes in a row not happening or something like that there's not been a single break <laughs> shit <laughs> Okay. So when you happen to take a break today because you have an event, so that really balances it out. Like you know, it cuts the monotony as well. I yeah. Think. So it cuts mm-hmm. so even like the students are like, oh my god, finally Disha gives me a break. Oh, <laughs> you know, shit. it goes up to that, and then right. also there is something called substitution. So if I'm not able to take a class today, then hey, you come tomorrow. Makes sense. I mean, you you said the word student, right? You said. You yourself are what twenty two twenty two. For a twenty two year old to have students for herself in itself for me is a big thing. It's a huge thing, man. How did you manage? Was it uncomfortable doing this in the beginning? <laughs> People probably are they are, are they older than you as well? Yeah, uh, sure, I think my uh, oldest student till now has been a sixty two year old student. I've taught her dance. and it was beautiful when she got down the stage and she is like oh my god disha i'm do i i didn't i didn't believe that i could dance again after 40 years of my life i did kathak back then and now you made me dance on that stage with that grace and i'm like oh tears it's <laughs> amazing was it uncomfortable though calling her your uh, sister no it was not so uh I think a relationship of a student and a teacher is very different. It's like the guru shishya thing, right? Yeah, right. And uh, there is equal respect from the person who is teaching. Mm-hmm. Sorry, who is learning and the and me. Huh. There is a That's kind of respect. Say. So I I think most of my students respected me and uh, you know really saw the talent in me and genuinely came to me to learn that talent from me. So, I would literally give my dance and my Zumba career to my students because if not them, I wouldn't have been what I am right now. Wow. Uh, of course, <clears throat> so you've dedicated your career to them. I get it. See, but listening to all this, there's only one question pops up in my head. Of course, your students believe you now. Of course, you have students who've understood you. They've seen your talent. But when did Disha Meethi Khandelwal mm-hmm. see her own talent. Um, so it all started in my eighth grade, where it just happened to you know have one student telling, uh, "Hey, Didi, can you please teach me because I have a competition," okay. and uh, that student ended up winning the competition. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He was a little fourth grade kid, and my and his mom is like, "Oh my God, what do I give her?" and <coughs> 
and she gave me like a gift and i was so happy oh i get a gift to teach someone dance wow <laughs> uh, and this is how it just started where uh, i used to watch tv mm-hmm. and uh, learn you know see those steps and actually quickly grasp them right so the interest towards it and my parents also like pushing me a little chalo nacho jaake this happens right in indian households i don't know what parents think of us they they want you to be like this cutputly exactly go uh, oh there's so many people yeah okay go dance beta go ye kya hai no like chalo beta nacho are like come on man we have a mood too right don't we <laughs> So I did that. You found for free yeah, in front of people. Yeah, free like like. <laughs> <laughs> I think every every shadi, every stupid event, mm-hmm. even if my dad's business partner's some event was there, I was pushed to dance. So you got that exposure then, no? Yeah. So that really helped me build the uh, sorry like take off the stage fear from me oh. of log kya kahenge because my parents That's literally so pushed me and were like you know go do it. whatever you know just do it and i realized that whatever i'm doing like most of the people are liking it some people don't like it do i care about this some people are my parents happy <laughs> yeah so parents were happy parents were really happy parents were really happy with the way i was just uh, going up front and initially it was very like what are you making me do <laughs> i don't want to do this yes yes yes, yes obviously i'm thinking if i'm asked you <laughs> agar mere parents mujhe bole ki go and perform no matter what i'm good at i yeah. already know but It'll still be like क्यों भाई मुझे ना पैसे मिल रहे हैं इस बात के ना मुझे मजा मजा आएगा बट इट्स का नॉक वो टू थिंक अबाउट या सो इट जस्ट हैपन इन द वेरी बिगिनिंग वेर आई वॉज जस्ट पुश टू डू इट एंड आई एम लाइक ओके डू दू एन अंडरस्टैंड वॉट आई एम डूइंग or uh, probably the music which is playing is not what i want to dance on right okay and uh, very awkward mm. there was there was a time where i was pushed to i remember this very clearly i was pushed to dance and i don't even know these guys Right. Like, like there's some event going on in some uh-huh. place, and my parents are chilling here right. with uh, their friends, and all of a sudden they just come, and we are just like moving our body because <laughs> me and my sister were just like, ah, oh, okay, let's Achha. move. What I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, right. I think. Okay, and <laughs> I was just like pushed to dance because hundred mm. people, not hundred people, like that's too much. Like there were like twenty, thirty people just coming and watching us because we were looking cute. And my parents like go go dance in front of them, and I think I overcome the, overcame the wow. fear of people right there and then because at wow. that point of time I was facing my parents and dancing for them. Right. But when people were behind me, I was showing their back to them. And in dance, we learn that we don't, are not supposed to show our back for a really long time, and the audience was there. Okay, mm. and slowly, slowly, I just. you know first moved to 90 degrees where my parents could see me and the audience could see me and then i turned towards them and the kind of flashes and the lights and you know everyone really appreciating whatever i was doing i know i was doing stupid things but then now of course you see like but whatever i was doing i was repeating they were loving it okay and the cheers from them i think that point you know that the, the fear of you know facing people the facing the crowd just went out at that point it went it went pretty much it, it, that was the point where i was very comfortable with so many people saying oh <laughs> if not it was really awkward i mean, I mean most of us are comfortable with people doing oh but most of us do not perform for that you know it's like hum aise baithunga to mood to karo i think major major thing my parents just me push like parents just like go do it mm-hmm. and uh, me 
I think I'm I'm very lucky that at that point of time I just did it and I really liked the end result. Correct. Initially correct, it was damn awkward and then people are like, "Oh, acha kar rahe ho." And like, "Okay, let's do hmm. more." And then, "Oh, very correct, nice." And then like, correct, "Oh, correct, I feel correct. like a diva." <laughs> But do you think this would have stayed with you? I mean, the moment of mm-hmm. stage view going away would it have stayed with you if you stopped dancing then? Maybe ek ek saal baad wapas you dance. Would it come back? I don't think so. Uh I It's think consistency was really important in whatever ah. I was doing because uh, uh because just at that time it was a flow. It was me then you know starting my mm-hmm. own classes and Correct. like managing my studies and my classes. Right. But there was this one thing I was sure that if I leave because of my board exams because of my anything if I leave leave dance mm-hmm. then Uh, it'll be very difficult for me to pick up from ground zero because absolutely once you absolutely. stop, yeah. your body really relaxes. Correct. It's a physical activity. You need to be flexible. You need yes. to have that. You need to be in the industry to you yes. know know what's happening around. Get new steps. Be into that creative mode to really get those you know uh, steps according to the wordings. Mm-hmm. The industry, you said. Industry. <laughs> so you're part of the dance industry now. I, I mean, I've heard that you were, uh, I mean, uh, given a few opportunities to be a part of Bollywood, Bollywood, and all. Yes, I was. Uh, but the kind of dance, uh, you know, I currently do, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I, I'm. I can one say that I'm not really ready for it, okay. but in the second way, I can also say that the industry is not ready for me right now. <laughs> just just like I, i like the kind of dance i do mm. is very 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 different from whatever is happening it's not hip hop it's not okay. freestyle it's not okay. indian it's pretty much from the soul okay and uh, you came up with it sorry you came up with it so i i, I haven't found anyone dancing like me So I would just name it as the DMK form right now. Okay. <laughs> just in post edits, I'm gonna add one of her dances here. Okay, check it out. Stay for this. <laughs> Dance. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much, I think. What what was it? What, what were we talking about? You were telling your dance. It's not conventional. Yeah, it's not conventional. So mm-hmm. Tollywood, Bollywood, hold on. Like you need to like really level Step up. Step up your game <laughs> <laughs> for me to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you were a dancer. You've already done. Oh. Sorry, dance. I thought it's you were like saying that Snoop Dogg thing. Yeah. Oh, turn on, turn, turn, turn. He used to dance himself, okay? And he used to tell me, "Bro, wow, what step is?" You know, the question that I had in mind was, "What is this?" Yeah. What is this? Like, what is this? Like, he said, "Do two, do three, do four." That's my question. <laughs> and then later, so my journey with dance was like this. Then I started doing a couple of steps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I started seeing the beauty. Okay. मतलब it was not about uh, having finesse. Mm-hmm. It was about expressing. It was. Literally. It could be with words yes. or art, or just talking. 
dance is just a form of expression yes and my form of expression was nothing different from a robot a <laughs> <laughs> mechanic or a mechanical robot could have done and there's me right you would be wow what a fluid dancer to the robot <laughs> yeah so i can understand where you're coming from and then i would love to see the video when i'm editing it but anyway from this i have really only one question you know mm. let's go back to the beginning mm. how did you get started with this man with uh, dance with anything with so uh, so till till when were you normal uh, what do you mean by till when were you normal no you're not normal let's let's I all agree i am normal no you are more than that you're beyond uh, normal now um i think um, you're extraordinary <laughs> thank you but i am a normal person cause you <laughs> yes, you are a normal person, guys. Well, guys. <laughs> so, you are a normal person, but you've done some extraordinary things. Yeah. Let me reframe the question. What does it take a normal person to do these extraordinary things? Hmm. Hey, that's a nice question, yeah. I never thought of it. ये सेगमेंट हम एडिट करने वाले हैं. Actually, give it a thought. रिपीट द क्वेश्चन वॉट डज इट टेक अ नॉर्मल पर्सन टू डू दीज एक्सट्रॉर्डनरी थिंग्स सो आई डोट नो वॉट इट टेक्स अ नॉर्मल पर्सन टू डू दज एक्सट्रॉर्डनरी थिंग्स बट देन जस्ट द टेस्ट ऑफ बींग बिजी इन योर स्केड्यूल आई थिंक रियली गॉट मी टू वेर आई एम वेर अगेन कमिंग बैक लाइक यू नो जैक ऑफ ऑल ट्रेड्स and uh, there was this one thing from the very beginning i believed in that i want to be the best right i really want to you know nail it i want to be on the top correct, like correct correct i i don't want to be first i'm okay with being second third no problem mm-hmm. but i want to be on the top i, I want to be in yeah, i want to be well known and i think uh, just Also, like my parents, as I always like, want to like be mm-hmm. there. Okay, yeah. yeah. My parents just. Uh, It's good to be grateful. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly very grateful for whatever they like. How many ever times they hit me. <laughs> okay, off topic. Let's get back to the topic. <laughs> Let's get back to the topic. Okay, yeah. So being busy and how people uh, always told me that the shop. in my 7th 8th grade where they were like the show you can't do sports and academics together and i'm like right, why right. can i not do sports and academics together and uh, when i was in the morning going for basketball classes and then the, the the school i had and then i had like my athletic classes and then i had my tuitions and then coming back home so that entire day was packed even from back back then okay and then me adding like those dance classes to them Correct. I had to like free up schedule, mm-hmm. and I stopped going for tu- going going to tuitions mm-hmm. just so that I could teach one hour of dance. Correct. And because I could study, also I could study on my own. Awesome. I learned how to study on my own. I'm very grateful to my tuition classes. They taught me how to study on my own. Okay. Can you tell us that, please? Like what? <laughs> what? How to learn? So, um, I think what the education, like Indian education, really lacks within them is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh they teach you what is it how is it right. but they don't teach you how to learn absolutely yeah I and get it. so 
when you want to really like learn something or you want to apply it they don't even teach application of that theory <laughs> whatever okay pythagoras but honestly if you actually use pythagoras theorem in real in like if you if you really know how to use it okay yeah. it is so useful it is so damn useful if you actually use trigonometry in your real life trust me it's so useful but have you learned that perspective no okay but have you have you really learned how you know how to do that how to do or for example why to do it where to use it exactly where, yeah, I, so I that, don't know yet. if you have would have learned how to use it where to use it when to use it i think we would have been like in a very different place altogether yeah i, like I totally agree for yeah. example like um, pythagoras can use kar sakte why could use pythagoras let's think of something No, I like can't in, think like in real life trigonometry pythagoras well trigonometry uh, you could use I mean, not you you wouldn't use the numbers but you would use the concepts of concepts of trigonometry yeah. even with pythagoras theorem you can use the concepts of pythagoras theorem yeah. you're sitting in a room and you're like okay from there you get those laser lights you know uh-huh, right? uh-huh. and you just use that probably you can get like a proper length of this thing so that i can buy a curtain There you go. You get it. So exactly. that that is why you use Pythagoras theorem. Or I want to use like the I want to know the diagonal. The the only thing yeah. I want to know is this yeah, and yeah. the length of this, and I get get to know the diagonal because it's ninety degrees. You know the concepts. Now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. So this is this is important. Like you don't need like an architect to do this. <laughs> you can do it yourself. That's <laughs> right. Well. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Coming back to the topic. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So schools. Education, schools. Yeah. Education and yeah. Hmm. So I, so I just added that thing, and where um, everyone around me mm. were like, "Disha, no, you're doing three things together. Right. That's school, and you're in sports, and you're in, you know, you're taking dance classes. You can't do it." And how old were you back then? Ninth grade. This was my ninth grade. When you were fourteen years old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this is when you're forty. You're already doing three things. Yes. Right. and uh, my parents kept asking me to stop doing my sport activities, uh, because. You know, one you're not going anywhere because right. I wasn't in my national, even in my state, I wasn't even my school team, yeah, in my ninth grade. It's not about that. <laughs> It's not about. It was about about me really loving it. And even That's in sports, so I liked doing basketball. I was into tennis court. I was into throw ball and so many other activities. Correct. Like I, I like doing all of them. I don't know why. Just till now, I still wonder why. Yeah. So I'm lucky. <laughs> if anything. I'll I'll get to that. Yeah, please yeah. continue. So I like doing it all, and I was like, why not all of them? And uh, slowly, I think yeah. Then I proceeded to my tenth grade, where I became the captain of my uh, house, the house captain, the mm-hmm. school house captain. Right. And uh, I was supposed to manage everything over there, like take care of my house, and then you know all those drills of being the captain and this, <laughs> and then taking those events forward and everything. So you were given responsibilities. Yes, outside. like proper super duper the proper responsibilities, like. Not, not the fake ones, no. Not the fake ones. Like, okay. actually, I I think I broke down once in my uh, in my tenth grade where I was given so much captain's captaincy responsibility and I had my had my dance classes on and uh, I had to study and I was in my uh, state level in basketball mm-hmm. and um, then came up with the board board exams. So at that yeah, point of time, so handling so. those the board exams and. The worst part was the pressure I got from the people around me. They were like, "Disha, why? Like, just stop. 
what is important captaincy is important for your school is important getting a good grade in 10th grade is important and i was like see honestly for me what's important is to have all those five things in my life right now wow you had this perspective at such a young age yeah wow. and i i do want to really excel in my academics because yes probably i'll get a good job yeah. etc etc but um I, i just want to be on the top i don't want to be the topper of the class i'm okay with being above average in my academics and i'm ready to like forgo my sleeps to to you know study a little more mm-hmm. no problem to just have those entire things you know you know together i was ready to just like i don't want to sleep i don't want to have a personal life i don't want to go to birthday parties wow. because i want those five things in my life you were able to prioritize uh i i don't i don't want to say prioritize mm-hmm. as such but uh, I think the 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 need of those things in my life was so important because uh <coughs> sports gave me fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh fitness in turn helped my brain to function better. Is this why you like sports or you just like sports I, and I this was it? Uh-huh. I love sports. So this was the, 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 it was just connected. Uh-huh. Okay. So for me in my mind is like everything is connected. You love okay. sports regardless. Yeah, I love sports regardless. Exactly. No problem exactly. like that. That is like that because I wanted to go to my national level Correct. and Correct. I went to my national level. I'm happy with whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, coming to yeah, I wanted to go to the national level. That yeah. was my mm-hmm. goal. Like I want to represent my state in India. And uh then in my education I had that I want to get above 90% because I want to you know go to a better college mm-hmm. better go to better school and uh, dance classes was something i couldn't stop because i was already earning so that was my pocket money you were already earning from, was, dance classes. from dance classes so i i honestly how honest, did that start um so in my 8th grade i had one student as i told you right in my 9th grade i had uh, around 10 students in my break summer break I started these summer, summer? camp classes wow. where I was I used to teach them drawing which I wasn't really good at but I still taught them. Wow. <laughs> I still learned from that. <laughs> And um, dance classes. Dance classes was like <clears throat> I hardly charged them like like very little, very basic. I think I earned like a uh, 3000 rupees from those dance classes. Wow. Yeah. Back then it was a big amount. Back then it was a big amount. Yeah, then half of it my parents took away. Yeah, yeah, right. Bada the way. No, because I think they took it away because uh, of knowing the value of money purely, yeah. probably. I don't know. It was know. a big amount. No, they didn't want yeah. to just like have it. Yeah, we don't need. Did you get it back ever? I don't think so. I don't think I got got that money amount money back. But the best part was, <laughs> after the first time the money was taken away from me, uh, the second time they didn't. After the second time till date, they have never touched the money I earned. Of course, I think they had their own uh, so, ideas behind it. So probably they were like, "Itni easily paise de diye, isko pata hai paise ki value ki kiske paas ja raha hai and everything." Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, I think like the way they behave with my sister made me realize probably that's the reason they. never took money from me again perhaps that could be the reason yeah and so uh, eighth grade this this happened yeah and 10th grade. grade i was already taking a couple of aunties 
where I was taking sessions for aunties. Well, da- uh, for dance. For dance. Okay. So where aunties were like, there were like these five, six aunties and everything. And then I had kids also in my class where they were like, oh, I want to learn how to dance on this song. And I'm like, okay, I will teach you. And they used to pay me like this little amount. And I was already earning. So I right. never got pocket money from my parents. Okay. Coming to that. So that is why I didn't want to stop my earning because that was something I was spending in my school like the little little Correct. event fees or probably I just wanted to buy a book or pens I love stationery so you know I couldn't this, this really was pocket money, you know? that was the pocket money for me mm-hmm. whatever I would really wanted to do and the best part was I wasn't accountable for this money yeah you get it? I didn't I didn't want to tell it I, I didn't have to go tell it to my parents what I'm doing with that money I think exactly. that was a big plus point of me still having that thing of earning money it it pushed you forward it pushed me you. forward obviously Good. because whenever i took those 100 rupees from my parents they asked me where did you spend it aha uh-huh. you get it yeah. and that yeah. that and 100 rupees which i took it gave me that kind of an independent feeling okay i i think that an independent feeling is very addictive even today you know um <clears throat> if i have to go buy something i think that the last thing i would just go and ask them is for money because the feeling of independency is another another you know feeling altogether that you this is your hard earned money you can't waste it oh, yeah you cannot waste that I think money every parent says that yeah no hard earned money yeah <clears throat> i get it so when you really earning money you need to really spend it wisely because hey you just earned those 100 rupees and you're not going to ask your parents for money because you're accountable here you're not accountable but you are still accountable to yourself and that's that's bigger yes that's bigger yes. any day yes so yeah i i think i spend my money very wisely kind of and i i learned that you know i think i shouldn't spend it on my friends like mm-hmm. these and i it gave me a lot of life lessons like a hell lot of life lessons on yourself at that point of time and yeah coming to where was that so you were till 10th and you had an auntie i mean you had aunties by then yeah time. Yeah so the thing of you know I couldn't leave dance coming to So for our international listeners aunties in India we call anyone <coughs> who is elder to us and we and, and they seem as if they have a child so instead of saying ma'am we say aunties in India here So yeah don't get confused thinking that she's teaching her relatives no that's not the case <laughs> Anyhow Okay so we had these people till 10th and then what happened Yes so I had my sports mm-hmm. I had my education in hand I had my dance classes I had my captaincy and am I forgetting something I am till 10th I mean no you're still in 11th I was no, about no. to get you where you started doing more things Okay till 10th you were just this no 10th I was this Your boards are done now Now you're, my boards are done relaxed. and uh, I was yeah I was just wanted to like waiting for my results and everything mm-hmm. and then in in the middle again i started my dance classes acha this was all uh, only a summer thing till your well no that was my ninth oh till 10th till 10th till 10th it was a summer thing yeah till 10th was a summer thing no in 10th it became like a regular classes oh. it did it, it was very off and on but it was pretty much regular like where two months continuous and then a month break and then two months continuous and a month break it oh, depended so upon yeah business. so 10th uh, in 10th it became a normal business where i was re- i wasn't ready to like take it off like i wasn't ready to take it off my schedule wow we were trying to we were telling that you know how i was managing my schedule and yeah yeah and then in 11th um, beautiful things happened where um, 
I think all my hard work was it started paying off in my eleventh, where I was yeah. already getting uh Sangeet offers, and um, yeah, people got to know around my mm-hmm. vicinity that I'm teaching dance classes, I'm taking dance classes, and uh, yeah, uh, studies were on point. Though I wasn't number one, mm-hmm. I was happy, and uh, everything went on from tenth to twelfth. This is what went on again. Twelfth, I gained my cap. Like I got the School captaincy again, Achha. and uh, this time I knew how to manage it better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so You're more stable, I guess. Yes, more stable because I I learned the art of really managing time and how to manage right. time, and how to give work to people. <laughs> when I was a captain, you know. That's really really important. <laughs> Otherwise, people get stuck in micromanagement. Yes, yes. So you learned this through your house captaincy. Yes, I learned wow. through house captaincy. <laughs> I would <have> never <laughs> guess that. Wow. <laughs> Yes. Yes, life really taught me a lot, lot of lessons. And then uh, after twelfth, this was the changing point where mm-hmm. I really realized that this is what I love doing. Though my, um, I, I would say that you know the way I was thinking, the way I was doing things were different from the normal people, from the people around me. Uh, but this was that realization point where I was uh, like, I am not happy with what I'm doing, and what I was doing was, mm. you know, was making me much happier as a person than right. what I am doing. After my twelfth, I um, chose a career line called chartered accountancy. I wanted to become a chartered accountant, and um, it was beautiful. I, I wouldn't say I think I learned a lot in that in those one and a half years of my life where mm-hmm. I was still managing my college mm-hmm. and my CA. See, mm-hmm. coaching classes and my college. You managing them together. I was managing them together, but I had to had to stop my dance classes over there. Right then and there, I had to stop them because uh, CA was taking around twelve hours of my day, and the remaining two three hours I had in the day was taken away by my uh, by, by by college. And as soon as I came back home, I was studying for my. Exams, CA exams. So you basically had no time. No time, time at all. But now, there even my summer break, I was literally studying. Yeah, that that's the case yeah. with CA. Yes. So I I for good one and a half year, I think I saw myself studying for sixteen hours a day. Fourteen to sixteen hours a day, where I was just coaching classes, coming back, studying, coaching classes, coming back, studying, and uh, a couple of you know personal problems I was going through at that point of time, and. Uh, There was this one point where I wrote my uh, second level exams, cleared my first level, went to the second level exams, and um, wrote them. Got out of the exam hall, last exam, and everyone planning to really go out, you know, party and then vacation and everything. And I was like, "Can I please go back to dancing?" <laughs> and uh, I was really missing the sports. I was really missing the dance and. You know the kind of hustle I used to do, the kind of decision making, and mm-hmm. um, everything was missing. Where every every little thing was missing. Where mm-hmm. I'm still asking my parents for money, and uh, you know, just everyone really chilling around, and I am sitting and I'm studying. Right. <laughs> and then, so I I got out of it. I took a chill breath. I took a two day off or something, and. Um, It kept running in my mind that I do I really want to do this, yeah. and I happened to go to my father's CA and look at him work, and the only thing I could see in in his work style was monotony. The one thing you hated since you were a kid, yeah. Exactly, 
monotony <sighs> where he is uh, just taking checking files signing and everything it had a lot of money in it agreed probably two years down the lane i would have been uh, a you know like a person who's earning a lot out of the work mm. i'm doing and um, i i really believed in me myself that i could have cleared aram se but <clears throat> you know somewhere i was like this kind of lifestyle this kind of routine for the next 20 years of my life even if i am right now going to complete my ca in the next 2 3 years actually 3 years i'm have to get a work experience which will be 10 years and where i want to reach like a cfo level i want to reach will not happen in 10 years it will happen in 25 years exactly where i really want to reach and i think at that point of time i realized that my goals and my routine mm-hmm. are really different like probably the goal i want to reach is still the same just the routine i was doing back then wasn't making me happy and are you the, talking about monetary goals or overall goals huh monetary goals or overall goals no overall goals monetary goals i i i, I, mean, I really could meet your monetary goals yes i see, agree see you could meet my so for me monetary when it <coughs> comes to money it comes it, it comes to be like um, money can be earned at any point of time anywhere anyhow mm-hmm. but you know where do you want to reach what your you know your goal of where you want to be after 10 right. years after 5 years where you see yourself to be is that is the major goal Absolutely. if you really perfect in the art of whatever you are good at mm-hmm. money will come like it literally if you're good at just talking to people money will come later just practice your art makes sense uh <laughs> you have to say this again we have a segment in the end where um, <laughs> okay no worries just if you like knowing people that will make you money yeah. just yeah. don't know how to monetize it you really need to know how to monetize it as a creative part i i think if you get in if you do a lot of research into your the love your the passion you really yeah, follow true. i think yeah. you will also like find out ways to monetize it because you can't uh, live without money in life yeah that's a practical to think yes, about yes yes and when you are doing something you love when you are probably uh, reading mm-hmm. very basic example yeah, yeah reading you like reading you love reading you keep reading and now you you know you want to level up in your reading so you go meet readers who like reading like you Right. and when you meet like a community or meet just another person all together you get you get to another level where you you know probably start reviewing books mm-hmm. you start understanding other perspectives about the books correct and you can literally like start another like a page or like an like you can tell people that Anything, you know yeah, and you can really make money out of just telling people that this is my perspective about the book You're right. You yeah. get it. There are people who want to listen to that perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you're nobody, if your perspective is interesting, yeah, great. Exactly. I'll give you my money. Exactly. Makes And sense. how do you make that perspective? You really practice it. You do more of it. Yes. So, so from what you said about uh, in the beginning, since eighth grade, ninth grade, you have a uh, cluster of things you like to do. <laughs> you did more of it, and you figured out you really love doing it. <laughs> I think that's the key. Yeah. I'll tell you how. So in the beginning, she said she likes doing things. You like doing things, and then you started saying that you love doing those things. Yeah, that's where people go wrong. They mm-hmm. think no, I need to know firsthand that I love it or not, and then I'll do it. Yeah, I think it's the other way around. It's right? the other way around. 
perfectly you need to like something or someone to know further whether you will love it so someone is well wow yes. yeah, great perspective to that so yeah i think that and and more of it practice more of it more spend of it. more time with it and then you figure out if you love it or are you know if you still there or you still are probably you know you're doing those you you probably like something else in that particular field you get it exactly that's how you you know maybe go out of it right yeah but nothing goes in vain nothing even if you like spend your time in you know doing something you you know probably think you like and you ended up end up not liking it trust me you'll get another perspective out of it and you learn something so beautiful out of it that it will help you no matter what so you honestly believe that i i do believe it i i believe that uh, you need to be calculative in what you're doing correct but at least make sure that whatever you're doing is what you like doing or you love doing because right. if you don't like or love doing something okay try taking steps to leave it mm-hmm. or try finding things which you like more so that you can create a balance right and whatever you're doing in life will help you some way or the other has taught you some lesson even if you don't like something you, you at least learned that you don't like it exactly. <laughs> end of story but i don't like yeah that's it <laughs> That's why I called you not normal because uh-huh. this isn't normal. No matter how normal you consider yourself to be, <laughs> these are extraordinary traits you have. Maybe you built them up. Maybe you won this. You built mm-hmm. them up. The building part is where people fail. They don't build. They think that no, I need that result. That work, that won't work. That struggle, that won't work. पांच चीजें एक साथ वो नहीं करना आराम आराम से करेंगे लेकिन रिजल्ट कर ली चाहिए and based on what we've spoken about think that i could need your help with this so now i'm a motivational speaker or for example or uh, i want to help people find their passion okay right mm-hmm. that's what i really love doing mhm you talk about monetization with that mm-hmm. how do i monetize that could you come up with something if you were doing it if if i was doing something which i really liked mhm and i want to monetize it mhm or this This, this, podcast. No, oh. podcast name. Mm-hmm. The helping people find their passion part. Okay. I want to monetize that. How would I? Oh, you want to monetize helping people finding their passion. Yeah, because everybody needs to earn their bread. <laughs> so, um, thinking in a very practical way, mm-hmm. um, I think everyone. whoever is doing a job out there whoever is an entrepreneur whoever is studying has these little bucket list correct yeah has these things in in his thing that i probably want to learn this or i want to do this mm-hmm. and you know from knowing people's bucket list you get to know what they are into because they, they a bucket list can be aggressive or very passive or very mm-hmm. active or very like relaxed okay very defensive okay probably someone wants to jump the cliff mm. or you know do paragliding and everything or probably just someone wants to just go to the beach and relax yeah. you know that two like very different perspectives mm. from there you get to know what they really like doing mm-hmm. okay and 
you probably need to also have the information of how many you know things are there in the world mm-hmm. like there is something called blogging mm-hmm. you know i know i think our parents will take some time to know yeah. so you need to know more of what's happening in the world correct and aligning the, that you know the bucket list with the passions they they think they have mm-hmm. so you don't know whether they're still passionate about it or no because Correct. they are doing something so probably they're not still passionate about what they think they are passionate of course, about of okay so probably rebuilding that and uh, you know asking them more questions and telling them that see i think you're really like this why mm-hmm. don't you take out 2 3 hours of your day 10 minutes starting with 10 minutes of your day and do this particular thing right okay so mm-hmm. you're actually helping them find their passion where eventually you help like a 50 people mm-hmm. for free and you record their journey mm-hmm. and upload it mm-hmm. i think just my perspective mm-hmm. upload it and show that you really help them yeah you know not just get out of what they are doing right now even you know helping them find out that they like something mm-hmm. and eventually they are they are in a process of monetizing it you can literally monetize that because you are helping them do that okay you are helping people mm-hmm. get out of that particular zone the discomfort the the the, the, the zone whatever zone, zone the they are in zone. not comfortable comfortable whatever mm-hmm. they are in that zone to something they really like doing mm-hmm. and eventually they are happy correct okay so yeah, they see the, when they see the difference in you know that they are happy they're not happy in that particular zone they are in and they are very happy in what they are doing and this is what siddhant has done to me mm-hmm. this is how siddhant has helped me get out yeah. of it yeah. and recording their journey where you're talking to them on a regular basis a week or so mm-hmm. and these like you're recording their conversations and compiling the entire thing that you know there was a point in time where he was literally calling me and crying about it right. and there there must be so many like talks just in the middle where you're just Naturally. coming out mm-hmm. with okay and those little little things and in a couple of months or two three months and now what he's doing is doing and that you monetize because there's so many people out there where you just go to the student and you're like hey what are you doing here they're like i don't want to do engineering Yeah. I think I know that, but I don't know what to do if huh. not engineering. Exactly. You know? That's and you literally are telling them, "Okay, beta, not engineering, not doctorate. Okay, let me help you." Mhm. And telling their parents, "See, I'm helping your kid do something and giving their parents in India, their parents, you know, the thing that whatever he's planning to do right now, uh-huh. he's not stopping his studies. Mhm. It's just that he's not doing engineering or something that difficult. Okay? He's doing something okay. and doing something what he likes more aligned with him yeah mm-hmm. so you know there is a proper calculator of risk you are giving to him where correct. even if he falls in this he still is safe correct you get it that's what the parents want yeah i think consultancy is something you should start hmm. where you can monetize very much like i think i think it's it's something i i really feel someone should really do please do it <laughs> because it will really help so many people get out of yeah man the so many pain souls yeah initially you might have to do it for free for people yeah. and really get the kind of goodwill get their trust even if you do it with five six people their community will have the kind of trust ki ha isko pata hai ye kya kar raha hai aur jo ho raha hai wo acche se ho raha hai correct 
makes sense i think my perspective or my solution would it, be man. that i loved it honestly like i'm thinking of it okay consultancy right <laughs> i have spoken i have a page mm-hmm. on uh, insta and i have spoken to so many people mm-hmm. and they're so confused and also mm-hmm. really working you so they have a lot of these problems ki uh, bhaiya i want to be a painter mm-hmm. but i have an engineering degree yeah and then the one question asks is so they like to kaise hoga ha ha that's what they ask ha. like it's a really simple thing and then you know mm-hmm. i go and think they go painter ke liye you don't need a degree as such yeah. do you paintings abhi to you have social media works amazingly exactly. show your creative side so yeah. show your perspective yeah so in summarizing this if your niche if your passion is difficult hmm. work on doing things for free as well you can <clears throat> just put you things start with that yeah. yeah get some results and then you know run off the back of it exactly. nobody saying don't monetize things because that's impractical that doesn't work in the world yes, business yes, you yes. have to you have yes. to do it you won't be able to survive you won't be able to have exactly. that passion you know it will somewhere or the other kill your passion if you don't monetize after a point of time it will amazing dude before we go one last question if you had to give one advice mm-hmm. to every 22 year old girl entrepreneur mm-hmm. out there what would you give nothing is wrong or right everything what you're doing in life has 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 a past or a future coming so whatever you're doing just see that you are happy and probably the people who are very close to you also find it right according to them Oh, I think I just messed it up. Interesting perspective. I got it. Yeah. I actually you got, got it. it, but I think I should have put it in better words. That's all right. Just I think I want to say people that nothing is wrong or right, and whatever you you're learning, keep learning in your journey, keep growing. You know, try not falling for things you don't like doing, or mm-hmm. peer pressure, or society Correct. words. Okay, whatever you're doing, you're doing because your mind says so. Because you have researched, you have analyzed, and you have seen you are in the situation, yeah. not that someone else, Absolutely. not who is saying that you're wrong. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm getting like too drawn into it. I could talk another hour about this, but I think आप सुनोगे नहीं. She can't stay. I have to leave. I'm hungry. <laughs> but biscuit yeah yeah sure but after that <laughs> this honestly has been amazing i didn't expect ki i would uh, personally as well learn so many things okay i thought ki i mean of course you've had a journey as an entrepreneur theek hai matlab aisa kya hi hoga <laughs> no turns out every person you meet mm-hmm. especially people like you extraordinary ones thank you learn a lot my pleasure so so to dmk and to you keep learning nothing's wrong nothing's right you do you and make sure the ones around you the ones you love are okay with what you're doing because that matters to you would you be happy in a world where you're doing something and your parents are really upset with it and if you really love your parents right maybe if eventually they understand wonderful but then you really have to believe that You cannot go in with the belief, thinking it's okay if I let go of my parents. I love them so much. No, that is gonna fall on itself. 
you can call it nature you can call it karma god destiny or anything that your parents don't like it but you got to understand these few things that's how universe works i believe yeah yeah you're right i hope you have a wonderful day i'm sure going to have one because i have a lot to think about i hope this gives you a lot to think about as well and until next time i hope there's a part 2 of this if you want it let me know in the comment section below see you later bye bye <laughs> <laughs>